Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. G'day, legends. Welcome back to another episode of Fat Chat by Body Magic. Uh, thank you so much for everyone that's been tuning on in each and every week to the podcast. Been loving doing these episodes and I uh, can't wait for another great one today. So I've got double the guests today. I'm joined by Blake Akers and Luke Dunstan. That uh, was just such a good, fun interview. So obviously I've done some training in the off-season with Blake um, and uh, him and Luke uh, used to play with each other uh, back in the Saints days. Uh, Blake obviously now at Carlton, Luke now at Melbourne, and it was great chatting to them about all their early day stuff together at the Saints, getting their first game, some of the guys that they got to play with, uh, a trip over to China that didn't quite go to plan, and uh, Blake was very, very sick, that's a super funny story, uh, and hearing everything to do with their preparation when it comes to game days, habits, getting their most out of their bodies, and both of them um, are uh, serious, serious preparers, and yeah, it was so great to hear all those daily habits and bits and pieces that they're doing to keep themselves at uh, peak condition, and uh, top of their game, but I uh, really hope you enjoy this one. We've got a uh, giveaway. We've actually got a signed uh, Melbourne jumper for this one, and we've also got a signed uh, Carlton jumper from Blake. So sick. I'm going to tell you how to win that in the middle of the pod there. Um, and just as always, if you haven't already, make sure you follow, subscribe, or uh, like any of the episodes of Fat Chat that you're listening to on any of the streaming channels. Uh, really goes a long way into uh, building the pod, getting great guests on, and just bring it to you, bringing it to you each and every week. Now, obviously, we've got the Fat Chat channel that's just going on, which has been amazing, and all the great listeners uh, of the podcast jumping on there and doing great work each and every week at the moment. I'm um, also super excited to announce the launch of the Bryce Cotton Body Magic Challenge, which is a basketball program that I'm doing in collaboration with Bryce Cotton, the greatest player to ever play basketball in Australia. It was absolutely unreal putting this together with him. So pretty much what it is, it's a uh, online program that you're going to get on, on the court stuff with Bryce Cotton. So we're talking skills, drills, tips, uh, and everything else that goes uh, into uh, preparing and bringing your game to the next level. And then all the off the court stuff. So nutrition, strength and conditioning workouts, check-ins, uh, habit building tools, all that sort of thing I'll be looking after. Uh, Bryce is also hosting a fortnightly Q&A for all members to tune in to ask him any questions, um, whether that be uh, to do with your preparation, your training, how to get the most out of yourself, or if you just want to know some bits and pieces about his career as well, he's going to be live on there for you to uh, answer any of those questions, which is 
bloody amazing. And then the winner of the challenge, which is probably the coolest thing out of the whole thing, uh, Bryce is actually going to be taking for a one-on-one coaching session, which is just ridiculous. Like, I actually cannot believe that that's the prize. It's bloody awesome. If you want to sign up to that one, or maybe if you've got some, you know, kids that are just starting to get into basketball, we've got it for all ages. There's a beginner, intermediate, and advanced program. Uh, This will really give them a good base level of fitness and also help them improve all the skill sets that they need to take their game to the next level. If it's your, uh, your for yourself, your kids, um, maybe your nieces, nephews, uh, cousins, friends, whatever it might be, um, I can't wait to get this one underway. It's only 25 bucks a week and sign-ups are over at www.bodymagic.fit. Uh, but uh, let's get into the episode with Blake and Luke. Here we go. Alrighty, welcome back to another episode of Fat Chat. We've got a big, fat, extra juicy episode today. I've got two great guests on. One plays for the Blues, one plays for the Ds. Please welcome Blake Akers and Luke Dustin. Boys, welcome to Fat Chat. Thanks for having me, mate. Second podcast with you. Second pod. It's changed, changed names since we've done the first yeah, one. Yeah, not Potty Madge anymore. Not Potty Madge anymore. Thanks very much, Luke, for coming on down. No worries. Thank you for having me. Mate, it's going to be good. So uh, you guys, if anybody that maybe doesn't know uh, the relationship between you guys, so how do you guys know each other? A bit random that I've got a Carlton player and a Melbourne player on the podcast same time. So yeah, it's a long history. Um, <laughs> anytime I get the chance, I'm happy to say this. I was pick 18 in the draft. And yes. Blake, Blake was pick 19. He, he had me, um, obviously, athleticism-wise, but football ability-wise, I still think I've got him. But <laughs> and good bloke game, as well. Yeah, game, definitely on the good bloke. played, he's going to go straight past yeah. me. So. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So that was what year for Saints was that for that draft? Oh, uh, end of 2013. Yep. Yeah. Spook was a bit of a you know grown man when he was drafted. I was still that skinny, lanky kid. So Needed a few body match sessions. To, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Some more body Pimples match. on the chin and... Yeah. Um, Eating Red Rock Deli chips flat out. Yeah, were you really, Sheriff? <laughs> Didn't have the professionalism like <laughs> <it> now. <laughs> but uh, we, <laughs> we, we got drafted to, together and moved into a host family in Seaford together. And um, yeah, sort of from the start, we we're sort of together. And from Saints days, yeah. Saints days, yeah. Then in and out, we moved out together to different places. And then we moved back in at one stage. And, yep. Um, yeah, done a bit together. Unreal. So was it just you two and the host family? Was there someone else as well? Uh, no, it was just us two. Just you two, so, um, yeah. Yeah, we were sort of coming. We were both coming from interstate. I yep. was from SA, and um, Blake was from WA. So, yeah, we sort of got thrown in together, and we pretty much did everything together from the start. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, after a few months of complaining, I um I was lucky enough to be playing games, and um Blake wasn't at that point. So beautiful. They let me move out, <laughs> and he had to stay for another. No, months. I didn't want it. They were nice people. So oh family wow! Wow. End up moving in with um, Tommy Lee, so that was that was alright. There you go. And then from the Saints days, have you got any? Because you must have spent obviously a lot of time together. You got any good stories on each other? Uh, oh, mate, plenty of stories. <laughs> that can um, that can be told on that chat. What you wanted us to talk? What stories? You have want. you got anything about like may, maybe on the field stuff? Like, was there any games that you played together that one of you has done something that's oh, you know yeah, you have yeah, to? I got, mate, oh, I told you his his first game when he debuted. He, um, not before the game. I wasn't playing, obviously, but um, he's cooking up his mum's spaghetti or pasta or something that he um yeah does every game does every they used to do back then, but he's making up the sauce and he absolutely butchered the sauce. Ended up having it with tomato sauce and oh. spaghetti. So, but he played, he, to be fair, he played really well. He, That's he, a secret. He got yeah. the rising star on that game. Probably, probably, really, first game. Yeah, yeah. That's wow. A, That's a positive story. Very probably good. We, we actually played Melbourne. Funnily enough, yeah, right. Um, we were both towards the bottom of the ladder at that stage and. Yeah, we were lucky enough to get the win and um, 
I got a few kicks. I, maybe mm. I should have kept going with the yeah. spaghetti and tomato. You should have, I reckon. <laughs> Sounds like it's an absolute winner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. And then um, uh, for at the moment now, so you guys are at Carlton, at Melbourne. How's the season's going for you, you know, both personally in terms of your own preparation and um, your bodies and all that sort of thing? Uh, yeah, mine's gone pr- all right this year. I've only one of the most consistent players yeah, going around. I only missed the one game this year with the the suspension. Yeah, um, I think I'm, I'll still stiff on that one. Um, everyone, <laughs> of course, uh, everyone not guilty. Carlton's yeah. got off now, except for me. So, yeah, um, yeah I th- obviously the team's up winning at the moment, but um, I think we're doing a lot right and just trying to you know, kick straighter at the scoreboard, really, and then hopefully yep. start banking some wins up. Absolutely. And Luke, how how are you going? You're injured at the moment. Yeah, I've I've been a little bit up and down. Um, I got injured right towards the end of preseason when um, the preseason matches started. I did my hammy. It was the f- first one I've ever had in my career, and then got back and played for I think four or five rounds in the VFL. Was playing some reasonable footy, and then um, did my knees, did my medial. So I've I've missed the last five, I think, with that. Yep. Um, so hopefully be back soon. But yeah, it's been I've. Not playing footy myself um, for the first time, sort of during the season, it's given me the chance to yeah watch other games and watch some boys that obviously I know from Saints and obviously Blake at Carlton. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's really it's really good to see him going well and playing some consistent footy. It's taken him ten years, but he's um, <laughs> he's finally there. <laughs> he's finally gotten there. And it's, it's good to see. So <laughs> that is good. So let's just um sort of paint a little bit of a picture for anybody that maybe doesn't know you guys just yet. Let's kind of go right back, uh, like junior days. Who got you into footy, Luke? To start off with, is your family really you know sporty, athletic? Uh, I wouldn't say my family are, but I think it was just where I grew up. Everyone played footy, and yep, South Australia, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. I was from a country town about two hours north. Um, and yeah, sort of everyone just played footy and cricket. I started probably when I was about four or five, um, running around, and it's just what everyone did. So yep. I did it too. I was probably gifted with the uh, most height and strength and whatever out of my family. You, so I don't know where it came from. But yeah, right. And did you like develop pretty early? Sounds like you did. Draft sounds like you're an absolute beast already. Yeah. Just playing. I think you're playing seniors at like 15 or something. Yeah, yeah, I was a bit of a man child. Um, I was able I to fucking hate those. Hey, they're always <laughs> that annoying. Holy shit! He was the strongest bloke when he got drafted at the club. <laughs> I think um, back in the under fourteens was the last year of playing junior footy at my local club. We won every game, won the flag, and I think I kicked one hundred and sixteen goals, seventy oh. to the midfield. So oh, beautiful! <laughs> I was, I was yeah. one hundred and sixteen. Oh my was, god! Uh, yeah, a bit of a man child and. It's all, it's all been slowly downhill for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty awesome, mate. Holy shit. And Blake, what about you? Oh, yeah. Early days, like, juniors, where'd you yeah, grow up? I, I was a, in a little city, just outside the city, Edgewater. Yep. Um, Still dominated juniors, didn't you? Yeah, I played, I played up an age group for the first um, four or five years with my brother and then dropped back to my own age group and then... Um, Started, that's when I started playing some good footy. Was then. your brother any good as well? Yeah, he's pretty good. Um, still plays like Ammos and plays in the state WA team. Yep. For the country league there. And Yeah, right. Um, yeah, I was lucky. <laughs> I'm pumped. Your brother's going to mention this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <stoked>. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I was injured my draft year, so I didn't get that um, that chance to kick 110 goals yeah, or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah, I was sort of played a f- I think five games my draft year and lucky enough played well enough and then got, got a look in at the Saints. Yeah, great. And then when you kicked that 116 goals, that was your draft year? Like that was like... Uh, uh, no, was sorry, I was 14 mid- then. Yep. Um, 
but yeah, continue. I played because you'd be going number one draft pick if you kicked a hundred <laughs> <laughs> sixteen. Yeah, that would have been a good effort. Yeah. Now, I, I played sixteens. I think when I was under sixteens, I played Sandful, so that, that's like the Waffle League. Yeah. Um, I was lucky enough, I think, to play the last three games of the year as a seventeen-year-old going into finals. Yeah. Um, I think we finished top, so we had the week off um, with a bye, and then that week of training I did my syndesmosis so I didn't actually get to play the finals which would have been cool but um, yeah that was the end of it and then went into um, the system the next year yep yep and then actually meeting each other for you know your drafts and all that how did that come about so like what was the testing like did you come over here was it in each state how did it work Uh, we didn't really know we didn't know each other before. we didn't speak to each other at the combine but when we when we got drafted, we both got put up in the same hotel. And I remember we went to, like, both our families had flown in. Yep. And they went to the joint, uh, the joint called the Tudor Inn. <laughs> the uh, Tudor Inn. I still remember. I drive past it every day. Some really? <laughs> we went in there. And, it's in Melbourne. And we picked a horror to go to. Like, yeah. yeah. Shit, like, <laughs> a couple palmies. Yeah. And then next minute, we're both in the pokey, pokies area. Just yeah. going for it. <laughs> 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 hadn't been paid yet either, so I had no cash. Mum, um, please pay for the pokies. So that, yeah, that was fun. And then... We um we had our first pro- we were in Colorado three days later or something doing a preseason doing camp. the camp yep um but yeah I was well completely different end of the spectrum spectrum back then I was like really unprofessional didn't really know much about being an AFL footballer and sort of spook he sort of had a, sort of kn- known that player I reckon seniors you probably had that bit more of a understanding um yep. So I probably took off him and he gave me. So. I was going to say, do you reckon, do you reckon you're actually like learned quite a bit off him early days oh, because you're yeah. around each other all the time? Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. More about like work, like work ethic and hard work and what it takes to be an AFL football. Because he was playing, I wasn't. So I was yep. sort of like, um, I, I was pretty strict with the diet back then. I, well, yeah. I was quite serious. What were you doing? Tell yeah, me. I'm real page. interested with all that stuff. Um, I got to the point in my draft year. I remember um, hearing my my manager was the same manager as. Um, Dusty Martin and he was my favourite player Yeah, when I was 17 and I remember him saying to me on the phone one day that Dusty got his skin folds down because he stopped having butter on his toast and I went as far <laughs> as to I literally stopped having butter on my toast Great. Um, so yeah I, I was quite into it and I was lucky coming from a family like mum was a really good cook so it was sort of easy for me to um, eat well yep. and I captained I, was, I captained the state team in yeah. 17s and 18s um, so I was quite serious um, about it all back then. I've probably gone a little bit the other way now and loosened up. But, yeah, back when I was, I was 18, yeah, I probably taught him a thing or two about diet. And yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's probably loosened me up a little bit as well. For so. sure. And then was that, you just said Dusty Martin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the reason you're playing anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it's all re- your fault. I'm the reason you're going backwards. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having to pin it on you, mate. <laughs> and then you mentioned that like you were modelling some stuff on like, you know, Dusty Martin who's your favourite player. Was there anyone at Saints that you were sort of learning off like early days? Who were the, who were the big dogs when you first got drafted? We we still had, well, Rui was still there. Yeah. Um, he was close. Uh, with, I was close with Farron Ray, yeah, and um, he was like a winger. And then Spook, Clint, Jones, Clint Jones as well. Clint Jones. Around. I lived with him for a bit. He had this two sausage dogs. Yes, yeah, so yeah. that's I got into the sausage dogs after that. Yeah, but um, Luke probably had the best one of them all in Lenny Hayes. So um, yeah, yeah. I, I like worked quite closely with Lenny. We were um, playing in the same position, or whatever. So that sort of made it easy. And so he was still playing at that point, Lenny Hayes. Yeah, he was yeah. in his last year. Yeah, um, and I think they'd sort of begged him to play on for one more which, yeah, thankful that they did. And I was able to learn a lot off him. He, he was so, so giving of his time. Um, 
literally anything I've asked for and wanted, he'd be there for me and doing it, um, doing tape, touch every day, everything. So, yeah, it was awesome to learn from him. And then um, at the end of that first season, I was lucky enough um, for him to pass down the number seven to me. So... And I Probably went. didn't go as planned for the football. <laughs> <laughs> they had high hopes for it, but um, that was some big shoes to fill. So for sure, not sure I quite feel the big toe. But um, he, he took the seven, then I seen the number eight open up, and I thought I'd get next to him in the locker room. So yeah, beautiful. Yeah, locker me. room, locker room couldn't buddies. Get, couldn't get away from you. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Blake, yourself, was there anyone else that's have you? So Farron Ray was someone that you're working closely with. Yeah, well, he was playing. I was sort of looking at playing the wing early on, and then. Um, yeah, Farron was just really good for me. Sort of mentored me, sort of around the off-field stuff, and yep. similar to what Luke was trying to do as well, I reckon. But um, yeah, I tried to talk to most players back then. We had a lot of experienced players, like Dave Armitage as well. Was probably one that looked after probably me and Luke. Yeah, we'll um, early stages. He used to get around for dinner all the time and just chat, chat, chat the fat. Yeah, um, yeah, they had some they had some good players that Saints team. You know, it did accomplish a lot, but. Obviously, didn't get the flag they wanted. Yeah, for sure. And was there like any moments where you know you were working with any of the older guys that maybe there was like a time where you're like, oh fuck, you hell, embarrass yourself at training, or they they really like <laughs> gave, gave, you know taught you a lesson or oh, anything like that? Was there any good every, ones? Every yeah. time you had a kick with yeah, Rui, yeah. The, yeah. Easy, <laughs> the easy the easy one to say is Rui because his body was pretty cooked at that stage, and obviously you're kicking to Nick Rewell, you look up and you shit yourself, yeah, and you fucking tense up, and then. Neither of us were great kicks as it was, but we'd spray one or miss him or kick one of his ankles and he would It wasn't moving. He'd literally keep running and not even bother bending over. So <laughs> like, yeah. retrieve your own ball. Most embarrassing retrieve thing. Retrieve your own ball. It was, it was frightening, yeah. He got better towards – he got um, – he, he lined up a bit towards the end. His last couple of years, he really – yeah. We're still pretty close mates. Like, not close mates, but we still chat to him every now and again. Yep. More and, around and yeah, if we, if we were to talk about like learning off anyone – Learning about his professionalism and the way he went about just a his every day, yep. like, mm. unbelievable. I think he sort of had to because he was looking after his body and was pretty cooked. He had no cartilage and stuff in his knees. So to get up each week, he was doing everything he could. Um, but yeah, to see how how much time he put in during the week, to, for obviously to you know come out on the weekend, um, he would have been the one that we learnt the most off. Definitely. And then your first game, you come out absolutely blitzed there. Tell us about the first game for both of you, how they kind of come about, uh, and what are your memories from the game? Uh, yeah, I reckon you had 20 touches or something and one goal. Is it? Yeah. I laid, Pretty good. Yeah, I laid a few something tackles. Like Pretty good. Yeah, had a good game. It was, it, was a, it was a close game. I think we only won by How did you find out about it? Was that like a big build-up for you, or was it kind of like you expected? Was that like round one, or when was that? Uh, so I think Yeah round it was, one It was the first game of the year It was back Yeah, yeah I think It was back when the, They still had maybe Three practice games um, And I was lucky enough To play in a couple of them And then Yeah I don't really remember The build up so much But I do I remember being out there In the first quarter And like Headless chook Yeah I'm, I haven't like felt Obviously anywhere near that In a game before But I was like what, So What the up. fuck's going on And I think there was probably Still only 20,000 there So it wouldn't have been yeah, it wasn't the big crowd. Well, we, won, we think we won four games for the year. Won our first two for that that year season, and Great. we ended up winning four for the year. Wooden Spoon. Yeah, right? it's when the sheriff yeah, got so his it debut. Long, it was a long year after long that. Year. Yeah, well, and that's when we got the number one pick and took Paddy. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And Paddy. he's unfortunately hasn't panned out very well for the big fella. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I don't, I don't remember heaps. I, I remember you know a few things during the game, a couple of moments. Um, 
but yeah, it's it's more just like your head spinning. So of course, you're just yeah. taking it all in, and yeah, so yeah. much going on. I imagine. And Blake, oh, first game. Oh, mine, mine, mine was an absolute stinker. We lost oh, by that's right. we lost by 147 to, oh. to, to Hawthorne, and that was when the decline of St Kilda happened. That was Blake declining the, then already, um, but yeah, 147 or something. Um, raining, um, started on the wing. On I can't remember. I can't remember who, but I was getting absolutely torched. I remember my first kick, I burnt Rui. Should have just fed back to him. He would have kicked the goal, and I just snapped it over my head. Oh, no. And I was dribbling in through a goal, and Clint Jones touched it over the line. Oh. <laughs> Come no on, Clint. From the nah, house, none. So, um, yeah, it was, yeah, it was a bit not as good as a start to Luke's. Uh, career, my career as, Luke, as the Luke's, and remember on the two days later, we're doing this big tackle dr- drills and smoking each other and training because we got smoke, so... Good fun early on, but you learn a lot from those ones. Yeah, definitely. And then you guys were obviously, you were living together, you're locker buddies, you draft the same, spending so much time. Is there any other uh, games that you played together that were like great moments in games? Did you link up hell good in, in, in any of them? Maybe good wins. Sandy, we probably linked up. We had one, we had one game. We, we, yeah, we had we're, a couple. We were all in 11 at Sandy, worse than Port Melbourne, who were 11 and 0. And yeah. me and Spook, were, I think I might have been coming back from injury. Or he was, and one of us got dropped. So we saw somehow met at VFL one year, one week, and um, yeah, 11-0 Port versus 0-11 Sandy, and we ended up beating by like 40 points or something. And we had a pretty good day, I reckon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, w- when we played with each other, we always try to look after each other and make always, if someone was there, just We definitely give, had chemistry. Yeah, we yep. always give each other If we linked up one. now, we'd be through, yeah. we'd be off the chart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's good having like guys like that out in the field with you. Definitely. You, Sort of know you, you only get your couple easy touches off them sometimes if you're struggling, yep. especially early on when you're sort of yeah deer in the headlights out there. Yeah, of course. And then like since then, obviously Saints, uh, you've moved over to Melbourne. You've gone to play for every fucking team except yeah. for the new Tasmania one almost. And now <laughs> we'll, get there. we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> um, how did the moves come about uh, for you? The most recent one, so for Melbourne, and then we'll talk Blake's after. Yeah, so it was two. This is my second year at Melbourne now. Yeah. Um, wouldn't say it was the Cinderella. F- is that the movie? Cin- Cinderella ending it. Uh, that works. Yep. Yeah. That works. Um, so yeah, that sort of finished up, and then there was not a heap of interest. I spoke to a couple of clubs um, and was sort of more hoping more than anything. And and was it through like injury or anything? Or was it just that like uh, was no it form. Oh, uh, form it? was really good. I actually, I'd been playing in the twos. I think I missed the year before with injury. Yeah, um, I tore my pec and. Missed the whole COVID year. And then 21, I knew we'd, we'd recruited a couple of players in my position. Like we got Brad Crouch from Adelaide and I think um, maybe one other. So I knew like spots-wise I was going to be up against it. Um, and I was sort of just lucky enough that there ended up being a few injuries. Guys were out of form and playing shit. So they, they were sort of left with no choice but to play me. Um, I came in and played actually really well. I think I... Played 11 or 12 games and polled 11 or 12 Brownlow votes at the back end of the year. So that definitely helped. Um, and then, yeah, I was lucky enough that Melbourne was still actually playing and then I hadn't even thought about him as an option. And then um, they played the grand final and then literally like, yeah, a few days later they, they called and we're keen to have a chat and it all happened pretty quick. Yeah, so great. It's, um, yeah, it's been awesome to... <coughs> as we said, dark days early, mm. sort of coming in every Monday after a loss and yep. footy world's pretty grim. But yep. um, as I was saying to you just before we 
as we met, um, coming in each week, it doesn't sort of change whether it's a win or a loss. It's just about the process. Yeah, for sure. Um, which, which is a way better environment to come on in and perform and work in if you're not yeah. having the, you know, the actual just the wondering what the performance was on the weekend being dictated by it all. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been really cool to um, experience that side of it as opposed to what I was used to. So, yep. um, yeah, it's been really good. And was it tough to make that decision or was it pretty like, it sounds like you were kind of like already leaning that way or? No, nah, it was pretty easy. And yep. like ideal world, I didn't really want to leave Melbourne either. Yep. So that sort of made the mind up pretty pretty quickly for me. And um, I sort of knew that I would need a similar situation, like I would need injuries, but um, the Melbourne midfield over the last couple of years is, obviously we all know the talent in Stacked, it. But yeah. They don't miss games either. So I think, the only time someone's missed has been Clary yep. um, at the moment. Injured, yeah. And I'm injured, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> it hasn't, yeah. hasn't panned out that well. <laughs> <laughs> and then, Blake, how did it all go uh, the end of last year for you, moving from Frio to Carlton? I remember it, it, was, it was tough when you left the, the Saints. Was, yeah, uh, the Saints one was pr- the, that was the a tough one. one. Yeah. yeah, I had these boys come over and we had a good good chat about like this sort of the option because I still had a year on my deal at the Saints. Because so, um, you got traded that that one, wasn't it? Yeah, yep. yeah. But um, yeah, I could have I could have chose to stay, but sort of these guys sort of also like seen it a good option to move to Freo at the time. Yeah, um, it was tough. I think you, you obviously you made the best choice. I think obviously yeah. for your career. But I remember he called us, and I've never heard his um, voice tremor on the phone, and like he was he was borderline tears, and I could sense something was wrong. I'm like, oh fuck, this can't be good. Yeah, and. Yeah, never heard yeah, it like, like, before. So yeah, yeah, you we, knew, we you raced knew down there. Serious, I think yeah. there was a group of us, yeah, maybe three or four of us that raced around there. And um, well, I think the thing yeah, when you move clubs, you just don't want to let your mate, like more so your scared, mates. Yeah. Course, that was yeah, like yeah. the hardest part. Um, and it wasn't like for you know because you had there wasn't any falling out, wasn't anything like that. Yeah. It was and just that you know just you, for you opportunity. Came out of the blue as well, like yeah, yeah, it was like the day before the deadline or something. But um, and I was sort of had to pack up and fly over to Perth at the time and get there and back. But yeah. Um, and it's always a daunting thing. You don't know anyone. Nah, you, of course. There's yeah. There's obviously a lot of what ifs. So that's what made this like doing it once. It's it's not it's like it's pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Like, you, you know what to expect with yeah, all that. So yeah. that was like sort of have the option to come back here and sort of link up with a few mates again. And yeah, um, option footy wise was it's a good fit for me playing on the wing at Carlton. So yeah. absolutely um, chopping it too. And no, and no one like sort of what like what it takes now. Like, I, I sort of struggled a bit when I first moved to Freo, just with the transition side of it, not like new system and um, COVID that year as well, and a few injuries. But I reckon what I learned from like when I first moved to Freo, like taking that to Carlton and being able to sort of fit in and make sure my body sort of stands up because yep. I think changes like change of program, program, massive, fitness, yeah. coaches. Um, that's what environment, probably, environment that's what probably gets you I reckon the most when you move clubs um, which was good because I knew that so when I got to Carlton I sort of had a good chat with their fitness guy there and um, their head of S&C and um, mapped up a really good plan and um, yeah touch wood hopefully no injuries unreal and been loving loving the move obviously yeah I'd just be nice to win some games yeah <laughs> <laughs> you got, I got a taste of finals last year at Frio and pretty good um, yeah they were fun and that win we had against the doggies was unreal um, yeah, that was so, yeah, that was one a, of the best games I've ever been to. Yeah, that was a fun one. Yeah, um, but like the Carlton crowds are crazy. Like, well, you're playing in front of you know free yeah. Frios yeah. like at max Played probably fifty thousand ish. Yeah, yeah. Forgotten what Sunday games are. Yeah, no, yeah, like exactly. Sundays. No Sundays. <laughs> yeah, and if we do play Sundays, it's eighty thousand against Collingwood. Yeah, um, it's pretty awesome. 
but yeah, the Carlton fans are very passionate. I've learnt um, already, and um, yeah, they can. You, you could be getting cheered one minute, then getting sort of booed the next Smash minute. The next, so, yeah. um, I can see you know that their frustration, and I know we're frustrated as a group as well. But um, yeah, I know we're doing a lot right. We just yeah. got to start banking some wins now. Legends, how you doing? So, a quick little break in the pod here because we have a giveaway for this podcast. So. As always, I'm hiding this little code word in the middle of the episode here, and uh, if you are shortlisted, you're going to need to know what this code word is to claim your prize, and the prize that we've got is a signed uh, Melbourne jersey from Luke Dunstan, and we've also got a signed Carlton jersey from Blake Akers. Bloody awesome prizes. So the code word that you're going to need to remember, which you'll be shortlisted, and I'll be calling you live on a Body Magic uh, podcast, you're going to need to get the code word or know the code word to claim your prize. And the code word for this one is going to... He hasn't actually told this story yet. It's going to make total sense in the second half of the pod. The code word is going to be China. All right? China. Remember that. And you'll piss yourself when you hear this story that's coming up from Blake. It's so funny. Anyway, but uh, let's get back to the pod. If you haven't already, make sure you follow, subscribe, like, fat chat on any of the streaming platforms. Let's keep growing the pod. Bloody love your work. If you're feeling really, really um, up and about about it and you've been loving it, if you wouldn't mind dropping us a five-star review, that would also go a long way. Uh, let's get back to the pod with Luke and Blake. Here we go. All right, so boys. So Blake, you're one of the most informed players in the whole competition right now. And Luke, sounds like from all your you know work throughout uh, all your career so <laughs> oh, far. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you're injured. You <laughs> otherwise but it sounds like you're an absolute pro when it comes to your, your preparation and, and working on things so I kind of want to go into that a little bit so let's start with Blake so Blake what have you kind of done the last probably two years where it's really taken off for you and been super consistent differently from the last few years in terms of your skill um, your preparation uh, physically what have you been doing with your training diet all that sort of thing um, I think once I got to Frio there was like a good I had a good deal going there where it was like I'll just play one role which I sort of didn't get that at the Saints I didn't get that sort of luck just to be able to just settle into one spot and just understand that so I was doing a lot of things at the Saints when I was there but so just not like just learning my role inside and out um, making it my own really yep um, and then making sure there's things within that I bring every week which is around like my run um, how I execute on team D sort of things that I'm I feel like I'm good at now my communication out in the field um, and then on top of that, if and I'm, you reckon that's just been just from experience? That's why that's. I think now it, it just I just bank off that now, sort yep. of know that's what I'm going to bring every week. Yeah, so my patterns will always be the same. You can't um, you kind of get a good picture of what a I know, good game. I know looks what a like game looks you. like now. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I know like where my sort of where my bot like a bad game for me would be where I'm at. Like I don't know what what it looks like, but um, I will know like that's not as low what it used to be. Yep. Just because of you how, just I, your how baseline I play, up. my yeah, baseline's yeah. up, and then, um, but a, a difference between a good game and a great game for me is how I execute by foot and, and skill wise. To be honest, and how many moon bowls on? How many? Yeah, how many? <laughs> not not moon bowls he puts up. Um, so yeah, that's it. I've, I just got to keep work. That's my sort of um, when I look back at re- and review my games, it's all about how I'm finishing my work, and yep, um, that's probably my biggest letdown to the footballer at the moment. It's just how I finish my work and whether or not I'm hitting targets by foot. and Yep. Um, so making sure I stick strong to that and always doing the work during the week on that. So on that, what sort of reps are you actually doing in a week to improve on that? Is that like, is it something, you know, mentally in terms of um, uh, coming up to a game, are you working on anything? Are you doing any sports psych stuff? Yep. Is it really just from reps that you're putting in at training? Are you doing any extra skill work, that sort of thing? 
bit, bit of everything. I've had a I had a game a couple of weeks ago where every kick I did, like it'd be like a quick kick from stoppage, it would just get marked by the opposition. Like I don't know how it happened. Every kick would just come off and go land on their lap. Yep. Um, and I was hearing the boos, and that sort of got in my head a bit there. So I started doing a lot more sports psych. Yep. About a month ago, chatting to the sports psych at the club there, and just um, making sure I'm not focusing too much on that side of the game. Yep. I've got to always come back to what, what I'm good at, which is what I know, my run, my role, um, and just building my game off that, and then not worrying about the execution when I'm out there. Yep. So, And more so, I'll do the work during the week on that. So my on foot skills, I'll do that. You know, if I'm feeling like good from a game I do a lot more kicks that week yep um, and then working with guys at the club on that sort of stuff but always it always comes back to what I'm good at when I in the lead up to a game so I always try like early on the week I'll review I'll learn I'll improve and then I go to sort of more team focus now then I'll go individual focus then I play yep Yep, so that's sure. all of my sort of set structure now for a week. Yeah, great. The game. And Luke, so um, at the end of like an AFL season, you guys will have like an exit meeting. So you meet up with all your coaches and strength and conditioning um, coaches and that sort of thing. Was there anything that you were told to work on, maybe even from the last couple of seasons? Um, and then what sort of reps and work were you doing in the off season to sort of bring your level up what they needed you to be? Um, wasn't so much that I got feedback I needed to improve things. I think, they were quite happy at the end of the season with the footy I'd, I'd played throughout the year. Yep. Um, and as I said, like, it was a little bit just around opportunity and I didn't get the chance um, to come in and perform. Because you won so, a flag in the VFL as well. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. We, had a, we had an unbelievable team for VFL standard. Like, there's, there was probably 10 guys that were running around that could have played in an AFL team. Um, Which is what makes an AFL team successful when you've got all that depth as well, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And I think, yeah, the ones were lucky. Like, the boys were just stiff. They didn't have many injuries across most positions. So there wasn't a lot of change in the team. Um, but for me, like, week to week, it's just around um, making sure my body in that two days leading into the game, I'm getting it spot on. So for me, I just get quite tight around sort of glute, TFL, quad area. Um, so I'll sit there for, you know, half an hour, 45 minutes a night leading into the game or the, or the day before the game. Um, just smashing like glute ball and releasing everything. Yep. Um, obviously trying to get enough treatment as well, doing the hot colds. So I like to go into a game just mentally knowing I've done everything to yep. feel good. Um, and How long I'm, have you had that sort of schedule for? Uh, it's probably been really consistent for maybe the last three or four years. Um, I started to figure it out and what I actually needed um, and then just got got diligent with it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm but, thinking – I remember we're at um, – I reckon it was the day of the game. We're playing the doggies, and you we were this middle of Saints. winter, Saints, really cold. And I remember we went out, and did like jumped in the water at St Kilda Sea Bars, and there was a doggy player in the water as well. I reckon about a hundred meters down from us. Yeah, I'm freezing. I'm in there for like five minutes. Like, mate, I'm going in, going in the salt, the spa, in the inside. He goes, nah, I'm staying out here till this bloke goes out. Oh, you're joking! <laughs> in his little speedos, uh. just sitting there with his arms crossed, staring at this doggy's player. <laughs> I'm just, just in the salt, in the spa. Like, and who won? Who won the, who won the stare off? <laughs> I, I think you, you, I you, you, you would have got him. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember. It's too fucking cold. The warm up. Remember Lindsay Gilby ran out with our jerseys? Oh, fuck. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we had a game where we were just playing. We are pissing around out on the field before the game. Yeah. We used to we, play we this like. team meeting, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we used yeah. to play this like footy golf out in the track every before every game. Yep. 
and we got carried away with it and then we're walking back in having a laugh forgot there was a game on yeah <laughs> all the players ran their jerseys and we're just sitting there with our warm-up tops on still walking in no, yeah, we, we missed, missed the full in, inside warm-up oh uh, fuck it's like, <laughs> it's like doing all the fucking like prep like a skips all that shit yeah. and then and then handball lane handball tackle everything we missed, <laughs> missed all. all of it and the boys are getting ready to run out and we we, we were still in our warm-up tops so I think we hit Did it you get in trouble well. for that? No, nah, I think we nah. disguised it pretty well. Yeah. yeah. One of, we got um, one of the coaches to run in who was pretty loyal to us to run in and grab our jerseys and then and then sort of sneak on in. We better air yeah, those A skips were good, eh? Running yeah. with the group as they ran out with our warm-up jerseys tops on and then um, <laughs> I think we got the win that day. Yeah, that, that's unreal. So then for actual like a, a habits leading into a game, so you've touched on some of them, just Luke, about your recovery um, and eating fucking tomato pasta before the game, that <laughs> yeah. sort of thing. What's like your, your weekly or daily habits leading up to a game to make sure you can perform the best that you can? I would, I would say for anyone listening, I, I've, I've probably relaxed on this a little bit um, just given that I moved clubs in the last year or two, but the last sort of two or three years at the Saints, we had a sports psych named Emma Murray. She, yep. She'd be a cracker to get on the podcast because yeah. um, she's taken off a bit. She's too busy for me now. Dusty. Yeah, nice. great. Dusty's one. Is she? So she was at Richmond. Yeah. I think might still be at Richmond, um, but does a heap of stuff with different athletes with across different sports. Yep. I think she was with a V8 supercar driver that left to go to the States. For, what his name was? He was dominating over here. and Yeah. Um, and left, but no idea. No idea. <laughs> <laughs> is it Jamie Winker? Is yeah, it? Ja- we'll run with that. Scott, yes, I think it's Scott. Yeah. Good job, producer dad. Yeah, That's producer, good work. Producer good work. dad. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I worked really closely with her and um, worked on that side of my game. And she she's amazing. She's an amazing woman with pretty amazing story yep. um, from her own family as well. So. Um, I would yeah recommend the biggest thing is to yeah to get that space right and learn about what it take the time to actually learn about what you need and what is good for you yep and also looking at taking a bigger picture of what's actually bad for you as well and being able to decipher okay this is what I need to do and this is what I don't mm-hmm. um, a bit similar to what Blake said it's like a clear picture of what's going to give you the best chance to play well yep as opposed to playing a bad game so having having someone event to as well i reckon you would have been able to talk to her and yeah yeah massively they listen definitely um but yeah the whole visualization side of the things like i'd never done it and to be able every single person that i've spoken to this whole week has said that they wish that they got into the visualization imagery stuff way sooner yeah it is it's it's taken off she used to do like record like a meditation things for you so you can listen to like her talking to you yep. it's individualized to like It'll your be, game yeah so great. and you, you could visualize what she's talking about so what were some of the things that was like that can you remember specifically some of the yeah, things yeah so she she sort of goes through your game and you, you lay there with your eyes shut and she'll talk to you in a so calming voice it's the best thing ever yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you um, just love her eh? yeah, yeah i do love her yeah <laughs> and she sort of makes you watch your what you call your best self playing from like your perspective through your own eyes. Um, and you see, she's like, ask you what you did well when you were playing like that. And you sort of get two or three cues that you go off. And for me, it was just around being physical and aggressive with body work and then being on my toes around stoppage. And the rest would sort of come off the back of that. And then the next cue was just communication. So I would play better when I was communicating and pointing yep. um, to everyone around me. So 
yeah, I got a really clear picture and um, working with her, yeah, she she's just amazing. That was yeah. awesome. Yeah, great, great. And Blake, for like um a pregame stuff that you do um le- leading up for the week, like any habits that you that you do. Probably, I'm a bad like cramper in that in games. Yeah, I remember you telling me this. So, um, you don't warm up, eh? No, nah, no warm ups anymore since <laughs> the doggies game. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> nah, so I've, I've so I was always like. That was always playing in my mind going in games. Like, am I going to cramp in the third quarter? Am I going to be gassed? So I'd always like try to save a bit for the end. So I wasn't mm-hmm. cramped, but I'd always cramp. Um, You'd save a bit in the um, the running sets. And I always, yeah, early on, I'd save them in the, for the last he'd, rep. He'd, he'd sit midfield for seven reps, and then the eighth rep, he'd win it by 100 metres. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The boys would hate it. Yeah. <laughs> I got pulled up pretty quick with that. <laughs> David, David T grabbed me one session and said, never do that again. <laughs> <laughs> then I was win the first one then I'll be last for the next yep. 10 so <laughs> back with me that worked <laughs> I wouldn't be that far back <laughs> <laughs> nah, so um, that was always something that stressed me out for games so I had to try to f- I needed to fix that and um, I started hydrating two days out instead of a day out um, so how, how much water do you drink I just have a bottle with me all the time so I don't know exactly how much but You're I'm just consistently pumping. drinking water um, and then yeah, you hydrolytes and shit no, nah, I don't drink any hydrolite or anything anymore. Mm-hmm. Used to do a lot of that, like Powerade, the night before a game. But I found like the sugar didn't help me sleep as well. Yep. Um, so it's just pure water to, for like two days. Um, sort of eat pretty consistently, like day before a game and then day of a game. Yep. So um, eggs in the morning for a, this is day of a game. I've got eggs in the morning. Uh, if it's a later game, I'll have like chicken and rice at lunch, and then I always have pancakes like just before I go to a game. So yeah, so like, you make them yourself? Yeah, at home oh. I do when I'm at home games, but away games I get nice. the hotel to make them for me. Um, Must be nice. So it's my Pancakes little treat. Um, and then yeah, I learn off Dave. I used to, when I was cramping, Dave was like, "Just don't do the warm up because you do like two or three k's warm up, and that will save you." And then that's like sort of your last quarter there. Yep. Dave Mundy, and then. So and he was doing that for a long time, hey? I think he was doing it two or three years when yeah. he was sort of getting a bit, getting a bit um, older. Really? Yeah, he was doing it for a while. So I used to just like, when the team would go warm up, I'll just go get a massage then and um, yeah, just really just chill out. And I used to have him in the room so I could kick with him and have a handball with him. Did, did the SNC staff kick up a stink about that? Because they're nah. quite anal. Well, Carlton have a set warm up out there. Yep. But I sort of said when I first got there, I'm not doing the warm up. Yep. Sort of like that's This my, is just what works for me. Now, yeah. Yep. So, um, Sheriff doesn't warm up. Yeah. Sheriff, I've, no, I've warm been up. starting games really. I've been warm starting up, games sheriff, really no. no, no, no. But so I did that, and then one of the young kids who debuted this year, um, Lockie Cow, and he cramped at like half time in his first game. I said, "Don't, don't do the warm up next week." So there you go, and hasn't cramped since. So yeah, right. There you go. He does a little bit more of a warm up than me, but he'll come in and now have a kick with me and a handball because I didn't have any, I didn't have Dave Mundy there to yeah, kick of course. with. So now you now you've got now you've got, got someone, him, but he he's hasn't played last. So it's just the torch. It's yeah. just me at the moment. Less is more for the sheriff. Less <laughs> <Yeah>. is more. Gotta <laughs> save me tickets, mate. That's good, man. I, I, it's such a good tip. Like it's just something that you know. Even even Luke's in there was like, yeah. oh wow, heck yeah. So. I feel like it. Well, I do like I just still get going in the rooms before by myself and crank the tunes up and do a bit of ball work. But I don't need to be running much. I do three strides. You naturally just heat up from like the anxiety of playing a game. Of course. Um, so I go out there. I do like two quick strides while everyone's like getting ready to do this stoppage work and that and then I just get chuck a vest on and do the centre bounce stuff with the crew because I'm not, I'll never do centre bounce work so yep. I'm just like a bib in there and they just push off me and then yeah great yeah it's been pretty well, I've been good. starting it's games been if, if it was affecting how I started games like I would have to change it but, but you start off I good I feel like I started like, starting games the, off alright I think last you had like 10 or something uh, first quarter you get a bit lucky sometimes on the wing yeah sometimes you can be out of it 
for a whole quarter and then or, others or, or you can nothing, have yeah. heaps. So. Yeah, yeah. And then day of the game or leading up uh, for yourself, Luke, what do you do in terms of your daily habits? Um, so it was a couple of years ago I stopped. I was always a pastor when I was younger, night before. Yep. Then I I don't eat pasta at all anymore and went to risotto. Yeah, right. Because I wanted to carb up. It was just what everyone did. But I've totally scrapped that now and I couldn't give a shit what I eat. But in terms of like not from a health point of view, it's just I don't want a big heavy meal. Yep. Um, so for quite a while last year, I was doing homemade chicken schnitzels with coleslaw and some roast potatoes. Great. Just a normal meal. So I was waking up feeling a bit heavy from eating so much and then would struggle to get going. Yep. Um, but yeah, day of the game, I'll just wake up, take the pooch for a walk, get a coffee. Um and then I'll normally, yeah, try and, as I said, put aside 30, 45 minutes um, to stretch and sit on a tennis ball. And um, that's pretty much it. I don't have a massive, like, hectic, hectic routine, routine yep. day of the game. I just try not to think about it. Yeah, great. And then for both of you personally for the rest of the year, what's kind of your goals and focuses and what sort of steps and reps that you're uh, putting in place to get yourself back, whether that's talking about your injury, of course, Lou? Yeah, uh, I was throwing a curveball during the week because um, I did my medial about a month ago and then yeah. didn't see on the first scan. I did my PCO as well. So oh. for two or three weeks I've been doing loading it, thinking it was like tendinopathy and I've just flared it right up. Right, so, um, great. It is pretty sore at the moment. But Read we're hoping, the scan, yeah. Mm. Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hope the physio's not listening. <laughs> Uh, they know that they're in trouble. <laughs> um, but no, nah, oh, yeah, so now it's basically just about backing right off to give it a chance to settle down. So there's not much I can do. I'll take some antis and... Um, and inflams. Yeah. Any inflams, yeah. And then whilst you're uh, not training and able to run and all that sort of stuff, what are you doing like in the gym or extra sessions? Do you do upper body stuff? Do you do boxing? Do you anything like different like that whilst you're injured? Uh, not at the moment. I swim a little bit. Yep. But I've just been getting into swimming. It's fucking hard. It is hard. Mm. I swam as a kid, so I, I, I mean, I'm not like I feel like you either sink or swim. Yep. Um, so I'm not too bad. So I find it okay. Yep. Um, at the moment I can still run. So really, I'm kind of doing more running than everyone else because they're worrying about a footy game. So I think Saturday is my main session. I think I've got about 11k on Saturday morning with 1500 high speed. Um, so that's so just good building fun. it, building it back up again. So yeah, yeah. It was basically, it's the sprinting and the axle stuff that I can't do. So basically, doing everything without doing that. Yep. Um, and then hopefully that'll hold me instead, and by next week it'll settle down. Yeah, so. great. And sheriff, oh, with like improvement of what you wanted to get out for the rest of the year, personally. I just keep sticking to my role. Just sort of, I sort of know what I need to bring each week now. So just making sure I don't go away from that yep. is my biggest thing. And then just keep working on my execution really. Yep. I just keep that like, that's, that's always going to be there, I think. So for most guys as well, but, and then trying to stay positive, like, cause we're not winning at the moment. Um, you know, the whole, you know, footy world sort of comes crashing down yeah, the, yeah, at yeah. the moment. So we're just trying to still like stay in the moment and just enjoy footy as well. Like yep. did, did Griff, just on that, did, did Griff speak about the footy world and how that's going for him? Uh, yeah, you t- touched on it a little bit, but it was more, again, just about what he's like been up to personally and how the change has been for him with all his training and all that new sort of thing. So, that. New misses and that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is exciting for Griff. I'm happy for Griff. That's 
<laughs> uh, and uh, if you're sort of reflecting back on everything that you've done for both of you for your careers thus far, is there anything that you would have done a little bit differently? Like if you could just go back to one and just change it, no regrets because like, you know, oh yeah, we don't have any regrets, get that. But if you could just change one little thing that you think, fuck that, that would have been good if I went left rather than right. It's hard to pinpoint one. Yeah. I mean, there'd be a few things I'd, I'd change, but yeah. I mean, it's been a pretty fun been fun. We've had a great time. Awesome. Like, it's been a good ten, 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 ten years. years. Oh yeah, we've sheriff tra- has fun. Travelled yeah. the world and that <laughs> together. So, we, yeah, we've had some great trips away. Um, from a footy sense, I don't know. Maybe, maybe just not letting it. I think for a fair fair while, I, I was. That's my phone. Sorry. Um, I was letting performance and selection dictate literally my whole. Week, yeah, life wasn't that, yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I, I was, I was a fuck cranky. I'd get dropped and I'd be a fucking prick and talk to no one and kill everyone at training. Yeah, um, it, it, it came. I didn't really ever explain to him, but it came from like a sense of embarrassment that I'd never had to deal with. Of course, I said like yep. I was a man child and I was the best in every team. Yeah. So when it finally got to the point where like, oh, you're not good enough, I, I really actually did. I just didn't know how to deal with it. Um, whereas I think now that I've, I've been through that. It's a good learning um, to then go to Melbourne, where I'm obviously not playing. Um, it's good being in an environment where I think everyone's really happy to see other people succeed. Yep. Um, so yeah, I'm just trying to enjoy that, and um, that would be probably the main thing I would say. Absolutely. And sheriff. Oh, mate! If I could play, <laughs> I think when I was at the Saints, I started every game on the bench. So. Yeah. I never played big minutes there, so that would have been one if I was. If that wasn't me. To if just I was, get put if in I one, was them. To get put in one spot. You got thrown. You were in the second ruck. Like he was all uh, over the everywhere. Shot. Yeah, and I'd play like sixty percent game time, and I'd have guys getting concussion tests, play more minutes than me in a game. Like yeah, and then I'll get put on the last quarter, and you know go go, go crazy, run go bananas yeah. in the last quarter. But so yeah, if I yeah. If, Probably that's probably the biggest thing, and I wish we won some more games that made the finals at the Saints. We missed miss out on by percentage one year, and yep. um, Robbie Gray kicked some freakish goal in in Port Adelaide. Kicked you out, yeah. Kicked us out that year, so um, yeah, wouldn't go to China again for footy. <laughs> <laughs> you told the that China story last time. <laughs> um, Scrap that, that game. Ruined our whole whole season. <laughs> um, some good things. Did you Maybe. go to the China game? Yeah, uh, yeah, I did. Nightmare? I got through it. I didn't get sick or anything, but it no, was tough. Yeah. It, it was, was tough. For anyone that hasn't heard we, it, just do the, the, the quick version of it. Well, uh, there, he was on the flight, literally on the flight over. We all got business. Yep. No, no. And this was Saints versus Port Everyone or something, Everyone got business hey? except for two guys, you and me. And then You're they, joking. Two of the emergencies gave us out their seats. <laughs> yeah, we were playing and didn't get... It's, what? I, 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 you, you do the math. Oh. <laughs> this this poor guy. Two from the start, both of you. Halfway through the flight, I go into, I pull down the fucking oh, thing. mate. Pull the thing across in his little bed and he's like, fetal position, sweats. No, no, I'm like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> I was sick the night before we left and I was, four days out, I thought I'd be right to play. Yeah. 100% like. And this well, is when we, they we still say he, he was patient zero of COVID. Like yeah, this yeah, was, this was the, this was the, the OG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this was because they played one game in for the year over in China. It's like an exhibition thing or whatever. Yeah. And you've been on over there and you've eaten something. Or no, got, no, and I was sick before we left. Well, this was before, before the we left. left. I hardly slept. Got right. up. I was like, and then I'm pretty cool. Had a coffee. Got the airport. Had a few like quadrils oh, or something. This is, that's right. This is actually we could go for a while. Go, this. tell me, tell me. 
we we get off the plane to go into the airport, and in China, if you've ever been there, they they do like a screening thing. They have a, a swine flu sh- they screening have a heat, where the they have heat a, like map a temperature radar that yep. gets everyone's forehead on the way through. Yep, he's been like dragged stealing your identity a, as they go down. As well. yeah, <laughs> probably these three little Chinese he's guys. He's been dragged me. into a room <laughs> and just taken off. And we were looking around, going, "Because he's lit up. What the fuck is going on here?" I'm screaming at the welfare manager, like, help, "Mate, help me! These, are, I don't know what to do. In customs, I can't come. And, I can't leave the line. Security everywhere. I get sat in this room oh. like this, sweating, and then they're like." You feel hot? I'm like, no. I didn't want to go, <laughs> didn't want to go back on the plane. Nah, I'm good. I'm, even I'm actually cold. Give me a like, jacket. No, I'm fine. I'm just like, why are you sweating so much? Like speaking like hardly any English. I'm just like, hey, I'm just nervous. Like, get, I'm just going to get out of here. So I oh, was taking your bloods, um, took all these tests and then- They took your blood tests. There's another, there's tests. another, there's another Blake Akers running around in China. Yeah, yeah, there. exactly. <laughs> so Copy they, the DNA. <laughs> hey, they did. They were, in, they, they, was, they were worried about it. I was, and I was just trying to act like I was fine because I didn't want to go back on a plane. I would have no, ended my life, I reckon. Um, <laughs> well, you were close anyway. But yeah, and then jumped out, got out of the, like got my way through this airport. I don't know how. And then seeing the bus just sitting there, I was like, hopefully this is us. And then jump on, all the boys are there. So, oh, thank God. And then I wasn't allowed to leave my room for four days. So you're just you're completely then, isolated. Well, no one wanted to hang with anyone. Because guys yes. started dropping like so flies. Like, yeah, yeah, five, six, seven boys went down. The coach went down. Like That was we all dropping food like poisoning, but they all thought it was me. But I was right. sick before we went. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, um, and then they... F- so they literally... The VFL had played a game, I think, the day before our game. Yeah. They flew two guys who played over because so many boys were sick. Yeah. Thinking that they might need to play. Ben Patton, Two guys ended up, I think, just pushing through. They were violently ill and played. Lost like five or six kilos. Wow. And we, and we, <laughs> everyone is just Richo, cool. Our coach yeah. wasn't even in the meetings. Wow. So, so we're driving the bus to go to the ground. We're driving in, I remember this, and there was a bus that went in before us, which I think was Port. And apparently a bus had gone in just before them. So they were told two, two teams, two buses – and oh, we right. were the third. So they were going, no, no, no. Back they didn't up. let us in. Big like, they had so, to, to so the, game. the security was like through the roof because they don't have big events in China yeah. um, for those reasons. Yeah. And we had to do a full lap of the stadium. To get in the stadium. Then they made us get off the bus and... Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I searched us all. Before oh my we could God. Go into the, so we walked like a K into the stadium. So we're not all just dressed the same. My story, I went, I feel I'm feeling all right. Can I come to the game? Yeah, no worries. Get a cab. 
So, <laughs> <laughs> I had to get a cab in the middle of Shanghai. You're joking. With my By suit. yourself. They booked me my flights home because I was going to stay there for the buy for four or five nights. We'll get to that. And then, so I've got in this cab, like, no, no idea where I'm going. Pull out. He parks about a K away from the stadium. I'm walking with these two big suitcases, trying to convince these guys with guns. Like, they don't um, speak English, so I'm, I'm, I'm a player. Quiet. Let me in. <laughs> Let me in. <laughs> I'm still like... Pacey White, sick as a dog still. <laughs> Mate, it was one of the worst things. And then... So then the, we talk about the game. So the three or four days, or however long we were there, it was really cloudy. Yeah. And, and temperature-wise, like, oh, it's actually not that bad. Um, I reckon 10 minutes into the warm-up, clouds have, like, fully disappeared. Yeah. And it was... Beaming hot, oh, like so thirty degrees and humid, like humidity through the roof. And <laughs> boys didn't even put no sunblock what. on because we we're already out in the field. Yeah, and um, I think when Port ended up at one point, I think they kicked seventeen goals straight without missing. Oh yeah. my god! Without kicking a point, it was just a shit. We time. lost about six players. The injury, Jar- uh, skipper broke his leg. Yeah, Jaron Geary broke his, snapped his leg in half. I was so right. Yeah, there. Saints, Saints are gone. You know what? We don't care if we have fans in China or not. We're not going anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we were, one we're never done. Back I was the one that booked the Airbnb for po- the buy. Like the boys stay there, and they've all rocked up. And there was these like three Chinese blokes in the Airbnb, like sleeping in there. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? So the boys are calling me saying, "This can't be us." I'm like, "Mate, the code worked." Yeah, I, yeah. S- I swear you're really bad at booking accommodations. Mate, I, I think yeah, I've heard. Yeah. I think I've heard stories of, of <laughs> other people telling how bad you are. My last booking. trip, I had a stinker. Booked yeah, at a twenty four seven nightclub. One of them is in Vegas. This hey? is post Vegas after I didn't want to go to anywhere. Yeah, like go out anymore. <laughs> Vegas, like we got <laughs> Vegas got Vegas scammed. Penthouse didn't book for some reason, so it's walking around Vegas and we flew in after you know. Who are you hours. with, by the way? So you, Frio, you were there. You were there with the Frio, Frio boys, boys yeah. like Griff Moose, oh, Alex Pierce, sorry, Sean Darcy, Lockie Schultz. So they cracked it at me there and then found out these guys were staying at the Cosmopolitan. So what, what do you mean you got scammed? You booked it, you paid for it. I booked Airbnb, rocked up. I stayed, we've, me and him stayed there back in 20... When I was, was it the Palms? Palms, yeah. when I was 21 and 22, or 22 we stayed there? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I thought, booked the same joint, it was sick, sick of com, and then yeah, get there. Like, <laughs> then, nah, nothing. Who we are you? Booked. And then two hours later, the Airbnb rings me. We're like sitting at this Panda Express having like... Chinese food. Oh my God. So tired. Just want to get a quick nap before we, before we go um, out. Yeah. Go out, whatever. Explore. Um, <laughs> and he's like, nah, someone broke the TV or something. We can give you the one bedroom, the one bed penthouse. Like, I was like, mate, there's like seven of us. Like, I need more than work. one bed. Like, yeah. look after. He's like, nah, we can't. Like, all right. No worries. So then I had a. Things pay. seem to get broken in that room pretty regularly. Yeah. Mm, yeah. 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 I think that would be a thing. It's sort of expected. Probably got a ban- I probably got red. Yeah. The red, red. Dot on there from the last time we booked it. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the Chinese tech with yeah, the scanner. Yeah. Yeah. Not that in. Flashing. Yeah. <laughs> Don't let this guy in. So I had to book the yeah. Cosmopolitan. Well, I found that these was, these lads were staying at the Cosmopolitan, so I just, I just booked two rooms there for the guys. And I don't think, like, Griffin, Alex didn't even stay at the hotel ever. Yeah. They were just fucking going wanabouts the whole time. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was yeah that was good fun. Yeah, that yeah. was good. And Any other trips that you guys have been on together that were good? We did a. We've done Europe. Yeah, did we did a, America twice in did Europe. A, yeah, and Bali. Bali a couple times. Yeah, so 
Let's not talk. We'll move on from this. <laughs> <laughs> they've, no, always en- they've always ended in either someone getting punched or in tears, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> All the good trips do. Uh, so. no, they've been fun. They've been really fun. Punched each other a couple of times. Yeah, we've, oh, we've that happens too. Yeah. But that's what, that's what you do. That's what you do. That's, do that. that's you, just you move on. Just what happens. Yeah. <laughs> hey, boys, thank you so much for coming down and doing the pod. It's been great hearing all your stories, um, all your advice, and, you know, everything you've been working on. It's been bloody awesome. So good luck with the year. Thanks so much for uh, coming down. And, yeah, thanks, thanks heaps. Cheers. No worries. Thank Too you. Good. And that's another episode of Fat Chat all wrapped up. Uh, it's always a good time when I link up with Lake Acres and it was so good to meet Luke for the first time. Both absolute superstars. It was such an entertaining episode and I hope that you all enjoyed that just as much as I did. Uh, as always, if you don't mind following, subscribing, liking Fat Chat on any of the streaming channels that you're listening on, um, goes a long way to keep getting guests like Blake and Luke uh, on the podcast and uh, keep bringing you the great content. Uh, And also, if you don't mind, drop us a quick little five-star review on Spotify or Apple or YouTube, whatever. Um, Again, just goes a long way to building the pod. And we've also got the Bryce Cotton Body Magic Challenge that's kicking off the first week of September. Whether it's for yourself or your kids or your nieces, nephews, your friends, kids, whatever, we've got a program for them to bring their basketball game to the next level. And it's not just me that's uh, being their coach. It is the MVP, the absolute superstar, the GOAT of Australian basketball, Bryce Cotton, that's also going to be showing you all the drills and skills and tips that he has used to be Bryce Cotton. It's absolutely unbelievable. I was actually just pinching myself whenever we were putting this uh, program together, and I can't wait to get all of you guys on there. So if you uh, want to just have a little bit more fun with your working out, if you're playing domestic basketball, wobble, state-level basketball, uh, just having a bit of fun, whatever it might be, uh, you'll have a lot of fun doing the Bryce Cotton Body Magic Challenge and sign-ups are over at www.bodymagic.fit. Would love for you to uh, get on board for that one. Only 25 bucks a week for the whole package. It's unbelievable. Heaps of cool stuff in there. Um, And uh, yeah, love your work, guys. I'll see you next Wednesday for another episode of Fat Chat.